Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What is up? Is I, John? And I'm Britt. That is the beautiful. He's the nerdy. And welcome back to the Halloween month. Now, this episode is going to be a very different episode because we are going to be looking at cryptids of America. Now, there's a wide, wide world of cryptids out there that people have believed or not believed in. We're not really here to talk about whether we believe in these things or not because I like to keep an open mind about this kind of thing. So if anyone wonders how I feel about any of these creatures, it's all the same. I feel like it could exist. So there's a little description before you get into it. Yep. So... Of what you'll find in the, like, little articles. Yeah. So... It basically describes kind of, you know, what a cryptid is. And if you guys are unaware of what a cryptid is, it is basically your Bigfoots, your Loch Ness Monsters... Animals that could very much be a real thing, but may not be. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to be looking at a few well-known ones and a few completely out of left field, had no idea it existed or didn't type stuff. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's start in Alabama. By the way, link in the show notes. Ooh. This is... The monster known as a gigantic wild boar. (laughs) Now, as weird as that sounds, it's so each of these has the monster name, a gist of it, and then a story. The gist is weighs upwards of one thousand pounds. Is wild boar. That one this one seems like the most down to earth to me. But Tales of gigantic wild boars remains a big thing in those parts of the south where wild pigs still roam free. Georgia had the maybe made up tale of Hogzilla, no relation to Truckzilla. Wonder if that was a movie. Which huh. weighed in at just over 1,000 pounds, not to be out, or d- outdone. An 11 year old boy in Alabama is reported to have killed a 1,051-pound beastie with a pistol. So to sum it up, there are two terrifying things at play here. A half-ton pig may or may not have been shot in Alabama in 2007, and two, in Alabama, 11-year-olds carry pistols. Oh, and the pig itself may have started out as a farm pig before being sold to a game preserve. To be completely honest with you, you gotta understand one thing about hogs and pigs. They are decently freaking weighty in the first place, so... I could believe this one because, I, I could mean, easily believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like it could be a little bit of a... This kid just said this... To outdo it, it's, it's like it's sad. There. Not to be outdone, an 11-year-old boy in Alabama reported to have killed a 1,051-pound beast with a pistol. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like that's a, a mine is bigger than yours claim, but 
the one that's just over a thousand pounds just doesn't feel all that weird to me. But right. I'm not a farmer, so this could be big. I don't know. So this one is just completely stupid, but I love it. Kushtaka. The Kushtaka, which is a wear otter. It says it's a wear otter, as in a, a person, person who transforms, transforms into, into an, an otter. otter. Yep. Wild stories of the Wahila giant wolves that may be descendants of a species of prehistoric bear dog persist in the mythos of Alaska. Those of us who were bored to within an inch of our life by the Liam Neeson movie The Grey might let out a slow, steady yawn. I mean, sure, you can enjoy legend of prehistoric wolf creatures if you wish, or you can have a person who shapeshifts into an otter. A supernatural otter. Are you afraid yet? If you're a sailor in distress, you maybe should be. Depending on its mood, a kushtaka might aid a sailor or drown him. The creature can human, mimic, mimic human, human voices, voices while in otter form and hmm. thus, for good or ill, can lull the drowning by intimidating the voices of their loved ones. If a kushtaka decides to save you, it will transform you into one of its own so that you can now, a supernatural otter yourself, swim to safety. Now, can your prehistoric bear dog do that? See, that's kind of scary, especially since they can in imitate the voices of your loved ones. Yeah. So, with this one, I do detect a little bit of truth in here because did you know otters actually do drown their food mm -hmm. that is one of the ways otters do specifically kill their prey and yes if you didn't know they are predators they eat meat it may not be something that seems so nice yeah, I already I mean, knew that. but yeah so that is that's a truth However, a were-otter. Okay, I've heard of were-cats. I've heard of were-wolves. But a were-otter? <laughs> a were-otter, it, it's not like there's any I less... I believe it, but... It's just a little more silly. I'm open to like ideas, but... Look, kushtakas are It does kind of sound weird. silly and weird. I feel like if I was to guess whether this was actually real or not, again... None of this is being discounted today at all. Right. If you believe in it, good to you. I'm just saying it feels less likely that this we, one is we're real. We're just giving our honest opinion on what yeah. we think. We it's clearly not don't know. Right, it's not to discredit anyone's... Yeah. Theory slash right. belief. It's just... This is what we think. If we were to make a guess, I guess. So, however, I do gotta say about the Kushtaka, I do think this is a really interesting animal. I think it's cool. I think it's actually kind of original. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of skunk apes out there and, and all sorts of different ones like it. There's lots of different Bigfoot types. Right. So, to see something a little more outlandish does kind of feel cool. Mm -hmm. 
Um, let's move on, because that was in Alaska, by the way. Right. These are... I will be putting the link in the show notes to get to this page. It's very cool read. Even if you don't really believe in this, really go check this out. I do love it. We're only going to be covering a few. And it is the... Mogollon Monster. A seven-foot-tall big-like creature with bad B.O. Well, (laughs) speak of the devil and he shall come... (laughs) This is one of those skunk ape types. Right. So, this and the next monster are both Bigfootish, and I apologize in advance for the lack of thrills here. I find the Sasquatch as deathly dull as you do. But it seems that when sending a contestant to the American monster pageant, many states default to the safe line of, well, we have a Sasquatch here, that's cool, right? It's kind of like someone saying, the Beatles are my favorite band. Have you ever heard of them? Look, I'm going to go ahead and call on not reading the rest of this. Next part 20, though, because it says congenial but dull. Yeah, congenial but dull. I mean, it's what it is. Look, I'm going to skip anything Sasquatch-like for the rest of this list Mm -hmm. and all of them that we read. Right. Just know that... Just like with um, the hog, I do solidly believe that there could be such things as Bigfoots and, you know, skunk apes. Right. I don't really think they're much different. In fact, maybe Bigfoot just rolled in some shit or something. I don't know. I just believe they're like other animals, but like bigger versions of them. Yeah. So... That's just our general Bigfoot thing. So we're going to move on from that. So Arkansas. Sasquatch. Oh, okay. So that one's... Okay, the Space Brain from California. This is the gist. Large, bluish creature that resembles human brains surrounded by hazy aura or mist. So, the story. Now, this one's a little longer, but I think it does look cool. Two young men getting into a car one night in Palos Verdes, California, California. (laughs) were understandably startled to turn on their headlights and see two brains glowing in the middle of the road. At least one of the brains had a large eye in the middle of its brain head thing. They quickly sped away from their strange sighting. One man, John Hodges, dropping the other one, Peter Peter Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Off at his house before Hodges returning to his own home. What? Oh, I'm supposed to read now? The only trick two hours had gone missing from the night. When Hodges underwent hypnosis years later, his story of what happened that night became significantly more exciting when it was revealed that he returned home to find the brains waiting for him. That's the exciting part. But alas, the story didn't end there. It then turned out that Hodges had experienced another blackout. A blackout within a blackout if you're keeping score at home. And awoke in the control room of an alien craft where he encountered some boring old slit-mouth gray aliens who explained that the brains weren't some autonomous beings but rather organic translation devices. Hodges was shown B-roll footage of nuclear explosions and warned that humanity was wielding too much power and that a time would draw from... Near for something 
Okay. Anyways. He this was, is just devolving into alien talk. Look. I think the brain uh, part is cool of this, but yeah, can we just kind of... But the alien part's kind of... Look. Blah. Look. Gray aliens as we know them, it's fine. I'm not really here to do aliens. Right. So, again, it's just like with the Bigfoot thing. I think it's very likely they exist. Yada, 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 moving on. I'm sorry if I come off as a little bit <laughs> sick of hearing about Bigfoots and aliens. I'm kind of sick of it, too. But, I mean, that's, that's all, all you hear out of cryptids. Right. I'm trying to find cryptids that I, say, I haven't heard a lot people of. people ever talk about nowadays is that. Colorado, what's that one? Oh, the slide rock bolter. A tourist eating land whale. This Ooh. is the kind of thing I was hoping and, to find. Mm -hmm. In the steepest mountains, it waits. The fearsome slide rock bolter, whose entire reason for being seems to be to <laughs> eat tourists. It greatly resembles a whale, with adaptations to its tail to enable grasping to rocks. When it spots its prey, it unhooks its tail from its mountain peak and perch, slides belly down the mountain slide, and eats the tourist's hole. In oh, shades gosh. of Yosemite Sam, some of the tall tales say that people have tried to catch the creature by rigging up a scarecrow with dynamite. Though largely the stuff of campfire jokes, modern analogs do exist. Oh gosh. So that one's kinda creepy. See, I love I love this one. <laughs> this one might be one of my favorite cryptids I I've heard of. I've always like made a movie about that one. See, I would like the slide rock bolter. That just sounds like such a good thing for a B movie though. Right. I like, love sheriff it. comes into town. And hears of the creature, right. then goes and fights it. It doesn't have to be nothing crazier than right. that. I just kind of want one now. <laughs> In fact, after this episode, I might have to go look and see if it ever had a movie attached to it. <laughs> so it's called the Slide Rock Bolter. Look, I, I got a crush on this thing. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Like... <laughs> It's sad that the story doesn't go much further than that, but lordy. Sorry, I'm right in that town. <laughs> the slide rock bolter. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No blame, no blame. <laughs> so, there's an illustration <laughs> here. Um, again, you guys need to come see this illustration. It's kind of awesome. Kind of made in that <laughs> sketch, sketchy old style you see of the old days. Um... So, that one was from Colorado, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, let's continue. Connecticut? Melon heads from Maybe Connecticut. A diminutive human with a gigantic head, bulbous eyes, long limbs, and a small... Why does this sound like an alien? I would read through there to make sure. In the so. back roads of Connecticut lives some sort of monstrous regional embodiment of a, a Sawney bee tail. <laughs> Giant melon-headed cannibals stalk the back roads of southwest Connecticut, terrorizing those who trespass onto their property. Depending on who you ask, they are either escaped insane asylum patients, descendants of a family cast out in colonial times for witchcraft, or members of an incestuous backwoods clan, or 
They're people with hydrocephalus, an actual med- medical condition causing an abnormally large head. Sounds like South Park. <laughs> what they'd actually do if they caught you are scarce, despite their purported cannibalistic part. The melon heads are <laughs> skittish and afraid of people. Dang. See, there's a bit of conflicting. I do think that's kind of neat that there's a bit of conflicting information. The cannibalistic part feels very Halloween to me, though. Right. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad this one came around. Right. Because it's it's kind of neat. <laughs> I love it. So from Georgia, we've got the Altamaha. Altamaha. I can't even. I can read that. I do not. I don't care anymore. (laughs) I tried to sit here and play with that for three minutes, guys. I'm sorry. We're trying. Go for it. You want me to? I can read it. So. I mean, the ultimate part. Yeah. The gist is it's a 20-foot-long serpent that lives at the mouth of the Ultimaha River. I think I got that one right (laughs) that time. Ultimaha, Ultimaha. Okay, local legends report a 20-foot-long water serpent that dwarfs the size of alligators in the region. It lives where the Altamaha River dumps into the Atlantic Ocean. Thus, a host of very real sea creatures have been suggested as explanations for the beast. (laughs) It should be noted there are already alligators in the river, pretty much diminishing the need for something to fill the predator niche of monster. Because alligators are already horrific man-eating monsters and animated prehistoric fossils. So why make anything else up? <laughs> you know, I don't, really, I don't really agree with the writer here. Because I do think it's kind of cool to theorize on right. stuff like this. I mean, if you're going to talk like that, why are you sitting here making this whole thing? Right. Because, I mean, really... Bears technically could fill the slot of a Bigfoot. Right. If if we want to get like that, we might as well not talk about cryptids at all. <laughs> so that being said, I do like the idea of a big water serpent. I like the I, idea I'm too. a big water serpent guy. All right, and I do agree though that alligators are pretty horrifying. <laughs> they aren't as big they, as they ain't as scary as Gyarados though. Yeah. Freaking those things are... Are not Gyarados. Uh, I'm talking about... I'm thinking of the one alligators that have a, like, skinnier Gareals. Yes, Gareals. I am afraid of Gareals. Gareals, they have sharper teeth. They're faster and they've got just longer mouths and sharper teeth. I don't like them. If you've (laughs) never seen a Gareal, look up a picture. They feel like they're even scarier to me. I don't know why. <laughs> so, not really much else on Hawaii the Altamahaha. Hawaii. No, I actually had to look oh, up a... before the episode what how to say this. This the is one? the Menahune. Oh, Menahune. The Menahune. Menahune. Mischievous six inch to two foot tall people who roam the forests at night. Oh my. So like so, a fairy. This is in Hawaii. Most monsters we hear of don't consist of on a diet of bananas and fish. I mean, the Manahune, who were part of the mythology of early Hawaiian settlers of the Polynesian variety, not conquering U.S. forces who who deposed an autonomous country, 
don't even have the audacity to go after livestock. They just pull some occasionally mean-spirited pranks on people. They're also really good at construction projects. Sightings have persisted far enough to be in, in the present day to have landed the Menahune on at least one episode of Coast to Coast AM, but many believe that the stories of the Menahune were actually a way to explain away the construction fears, feats, sorry. Of earlier indigenous cultures, which, which sounds, sounds a lot, lot like Marxism to me. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I mean, to be completely honest, right? I do love little gnome creatures of all sorts. Right, they're adorable. So, I mean, this this just this just puts me in a good mood. (laughs) If I'm gonna be honest, there's not really much I can say about them. I love that. Like just little mischief assholes. I mean, they're just a bunch of jerks, you know, and I like that. Plus, if we ever come across one and it kicks me in the shin, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Because I just, I I love them. I love gnomes. I love fairies. I love those kind of things. Fairies are not as nice as you think they are. Yeah, that's why I like them. Because they'll poke your damn eyes out. But, for goodness sake, you gotta love them. Illinois... The turtle bottoms monster. The turtle bottoms monster. Sorry, I said it wrong. (laughs) It took me a second to realize it said that either. It's a giant, hairy, man-sized anteater-looking creature. So we've already established the most ape-like creature stories are roughly the same. Namely, they're mostly about how awful the monster smells and that it's like a giant hairy Bigfoot thing. That leaves big, weird footprints. Your turn. End of story. But sometimes you get a real out-of-left-field creature account that starts out sounding like it's about to be another Bigfoot, then abruptly shifts to something way weirder. How weird? Long-snouted, ant-eaterish ape-men weird. The reports <laughs> of the Tuttlebottoms monster began cropping up in the southern Illinois in the early 60s. The monster monster was something large and hairy with a long snout. Some people said it looked like a giant anteater, some said a deformed bear. In some cases, it was claimed to be bipedal, leading to some to hypothesize that it might be a primate. Which is alright, as escaped anteater just isn't a sexy story. That's pretty fair. (laughs) You know, this is one that I really like to see. You know, it's just, it feels like it would be not very scary. I think it's kind of cool. I feel like this animal slash whatever would end up just being really cuddly. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't really feel like it said it was dangerous. Right. (laughs) See, I kind of don't love that all cryptids are known to be hostile. Right. So this this one kind of tickles my fancy for just being mm-hmm. kind of chill out. Right. File this one under mildly hideous. The Big Blue Lake, a former quarry that sits within Lester Milligan Park in Mason City, Iowa, is stocked with the typical Midwestern aquatic fare. Some largemouth bass, some northern pike, some snapping turtles, nothing fancy. On the bottom of the lake, 
lurks a gigantic snapping turtle. The turtle's been said to be the size of a hood of a Volkswagen, one of the oddest and yet more specific measurements you'll hear for a monster. As you might expect, most of the reported encounters involve the snapper going after swimmers. It's almost as quaint and boring as driving through Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Honestly, this one is kind of just like that one where Mm. it's like the giant boar. I just feel like this one isn't super outlandish. I like it, though. I do do always love watching the old River Monsters um, series. I thought that was kind of (laughs) cool. So, thinking about a River Monster's always been kind of neat to me. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'd like them to exist near me, but it's kind of neat. Either way, I think that we are going to go ahead and call it on this, because... The honest-to-goodness opinion here is that this is a topic that does not need a lot of introduction. We wanted to give you guys a sampling of monsters. And this one feels about as close as we're going to get to the real-life monsters is Cryptozoology. So have yourself a look. Because we did not even scratch the surface of this. Right. This article is... Absolutely fantastic. We did kind of skim through. We were a little negative. But, again, Bigfoot's aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of have to hear about it a lot. Yeah. If you look into cryptozoology, expect the Bigfoots. Expect the aliens. Don't look for them, though. What I suggest you do is to look more like the land away. Look for stuff like that, because that is where you're going to see some of the most interesting concepts for monsters you will ever hear of. Either way, I hope you guys have enjoyed this Halloween episode. Last week was the Creepy Dext. Now we have got a CryptoZoo episode. This is wrapping up to be a pretty good Halloween so far. And have a spooktastic Halloween. You too, Britsy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next one.